1: Get up, get up. My world is with my girls on the dance floor.
0: Welcome to my very first podcast. This is Leave It on the Dance Floor, and I am leaving it all on the dance floor. Joining me is none other than Dance Mom's aficionado, Michael David.
1: Oh yeah, what a title, huh? I that's, feel I, I feel like the title changes every day with us. You well,
0: know? you are
1: a Dance Moms aficionado, absolutely. And I mean, that's how we met, right? Every fact, every
0: dance, every costume, and
1: and it's not even like I intentionally tried to know the facts. They kind of just came when I was younger. I remember I saw the very first uh, episode, the very first trailer, and uh, I decided to watch because I was going through that. You know, I was. What no was way.
0: the very first trailer? Was it like this? It it Some was it was the nonsense. sizzle,
1: I believe. I want to say it was something oh. like the sizzle where mm. you were, you know, just you oh know. no, no.
0: If it was a sizzle, I wasn't in it.
1: That's true. Because- the sizzle
0: to sell the show was mainly stock uh-huh. uh photos and stock stuff until I would get that, you know, ultra psychotic, crazy, urgent, urgent, urgent phone call. Do you have any pictures of the kids? Yeah. 8 by 10 kids in your in your computer I'm like, "Yes, can you send them to them?" Oh, okay, when do you need them? Now, right now. I'm like, "John, I'm at the studio. I'm not at home. Like I it's going to take a minute." Yeah. So, those things.
1: But, you know, the original trailer did obviously have you because you were the draw of this Yeah, the trailer, yeah. The, trailer. the sizzle
0: for the to sell the show. None of us were really in it, except ironically many of the kids that ended up on the show were 8 by 10s that I had originally sent him because we had just done pictures.
1: And I, were they filming that? Because that is something that I noticed when we watched. And, you know, just for people tuning in, obviously, you know, you are leaving it on the dance floor. This is you talking about your past, right. your history, your legacy. The journey, the journey. The crazy journey. To where we are, yes. Yeah. And you've come a long way. I, you know, came to you and said that, Abby, I think it's time that you start a podcast. Everybody in the world is doing them.
0: I know. And that's not me. I don't like to jump on the bandwagon. I'm like the leader of the pack. I'd rather start something new than fall in line. That's why I was hesitant. And I didn't really want to do this.
1: And, you know, Abby does not like to relive or rehash the past as much as people might think, you know, this is something that I kind of had to force upon her. And, you know, while she did do her homework and there's
0: been some very cruel, rude comments, like keep my name out of your mouth, things like that. And it's like, well, first of all, you're my student. Mm -hmm. You were my student. Second of all, you're a multimillionaire. Third, you owe me money, black and white. In legal terminology, you owe me money. So until that's cleared up and that's all hunky-dory, fine and dandy, I'm going to keep talking about it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like any teacher has the right to discuss their students, you know, people, and it's your work. You know, you didn't have children of of your own. And, you know, I've, you know, always said to Abby in the years that I've known her, oh, you know, it's not too late. You know, you could adopt and, you know, like, and, you know, she laughs at me when I say that. But then what did you tell me?
0: I've already raised everybody else's children. Yeah. You know, I truly have. And not just the kids on the show, because the kids on the show, their mothers were so, so involved. But the reality of it, not reality TV, but reality reality, Mm -hmm. those kids in my studio were there for hours and hours and hours a day. I spent more quality time with them than their own families did. And that's a fact that any parent will tell you that who has their child in activities whether it be the hockey team or traveling soccer or whatever. Those kids are with that coach on the field or on the ice or in the swimming pool more than they're sitting at a dinner table with mom and dad.
1: Mm-hmm. It just you have the right. Period. You oh, have yeah. the right so, to discuss so, your and things that you're proud of. And that gives well.
0: well that gives me I'm not going to say the right but that gives me the memories and the uh knowledge mm-hmm. of what those kids went through and when they progressed or when they fell back, uh what they won, what they lost, uh happy times, fun times, good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, knock on wood, very few injuries. Yeah. But there were moments, uh, I remember one time Brooke's dad ran over her foot at the country club in a golf cart. She had stepped out and I think he Moved it, and her foot got caught underneath it, and they treated it as a burn. And this kid's in the burn unit. And uh, who did they call me? Who did she want me? Who did she want to hug her? Me? Because I went in and was like the grandmother and the mother, and you know, all the chaos, get out, just get out because the child was worried about not being able to dance. She had a big title competition coming up, and that was what she was concerned about. And she needed not me to console her and to say, you're going to get through this, you're going to do this, we're going to work together if we have to change some steps yeah. or whatever, we will. And that's a very, I don't want to say typical, thank God I didn't have many injuries in my studio at all because that's good training. Uh, however, that's a perfect example of a child that the world knows who wanted their dance teacher, their coach to confide in, to be upset with, and to have me say it's going to be okay. Not mommy saying, Oh, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. what does mother know? Nothing at that point.
1: But you were the one who worked with her in that dance environment, obviously. So you were the one that reassured her, like, no, you're gonna be fine, honey. It's all gonna work out. And, you know, on this podcast, we're actually gonna be taking a look back at some moments, some episodes, uh, some real deep dives back into, you know, the television part of what everybody knows you for. Cause I feel like You know, you really never watched the show. Is that correct?
0: I watched the dancing on the show.
1: Okay. So you would skip around.
0: I didn't watch myself, obviously. I I mean, I was in front of a mirror 10 hours a day sometimes Mm -hmm. on the weekend in front of a mirror and never saw myself, never looked at myself. I would have never gotten that heavy had I I been watching me, (laughs) myself, you know. Yeah. I, I used to find it humorous when I first went to L.A., and I was to live there, and I was looking for teachers and choreographers and stuff to open a studio, and I went into The Edge, which is a very uh, prestigious, beautiful studio. It was big, beautiful. They built a whole new building, Mm. and they were on the bottom floor, but anyway, I would go in, and the teachers of the classes would see me looking through the viewing window, and suddenly they were performing for me, and so when they were looking in the mirror they weren't looking at the people behind them that were on the wrong foot or doing the turn the wrong way or the wrong arms. They were looking at themselves and they were like performing, giving me their all. And I'm like, you're a horrible teacher. You're not a teacher. You're a frustrated performer who's teaching a class to pay their rent. That's not what I am. I'm a teacher.
1: And what I found interesting is that you're the kind of choreographer that, you know, obviously when you were standing, you were demonstrating and you were, you know, up there. But you weren't a dancer, computer or a competition dancer, rather, yourself. Competitor? No. Competitor. So, you know, I just found that very interesting because you really had people read your mind and you thought of everything and then people would portray it. And I just think that that's something different. You know, a lot of times you see, you know, choreographers as, you know, these like old competition aficionados themselves, you know, and you were just trained by your mother and you carry that on.
0: All my base training was for my mom, but my mother also was into her, Continuing education. So she took me to Chicago to Castellanos. She took me to New York to take from Frank Hatchett and Betsy mm-hmm. Hogg and all these amazing teachers. And I was always at a dance convention
1: mm-hmm.
0: learning something that was educational. And uh, dance is a constantly changing art form. Yeah. Uh, it's.
1: Especially know, in today's world. I mean, yeah. if you look at how far dance has come, just. You know, what's trending now? I mean, hip hop has always been fun. But I feel like now, you know, when people come to studios, especially in L.A., they're like, oh, where can I take hip hop? You know, I want to do hip hop. I want to be funky. I want to do like what, you know, all this like TikTok music is. And I know you have a lot of opinions on TikTok dancing. I do. I
0: I probably shouldn't since I just took three million. Thank you all, whoever follows me on TikTok. Uh, But yeah, I just it saddens me when I see these incredible dancers and they're doing that in this. And, but then on the flip side, when I see brothers and dads and grandfathers dancing Mm -hmm. during COVID, it was like, they're up, they're moving, they're dancing. And a lot of these guys, I mean, there's some hot guys on there that have amazing (laughs) rhythm and they can really dance. And it's like. Why weren't you in dancing school? Like, why was your mother taking you to football practice when you should have been in the dance studio? You're amazing. You could have worked, you know?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I guess it's weird, but it's just all part of the evolution. So. Well, I'm
0: working on, you know, that TikTok and TikTok Pro thing.
1: I know. You've been trying. Listen, listen. I mean, if anybody's listening, Miss Abby has a lot to say about what can be added to TikTok. I have a
0: neighbor In LA, that's a, she's an attorney for TikTok. She works in house. So I've been, we've been
1: talking. Okay, TBD, TBD then. But so let's talk a little bit more. Let's go back to, you know, everything that you were discussing with Brooke. So you were very close with Kelly. Kelly and you have the most history out of that original cast. And, you know, we're going to kind of take a little glimpse. You know, everybody who follows Abby on YouTube, she's done a whole rewatch of the first pilot of Dance Mom. So you can well, go check that out. So we're not going to go that deep today. But I
0: watched the first episode. They wanted to do a YouTube. Okay, first episode. Mm-hmm. So they say, you're going to watch the first episode and talk about it. I got through eight minutes, eight minutes of the show, and I spoke for 45 minutes, about eight minutes. That's how, That's how – and those first eight minutes of the first episode that aired, it was actually the third episode that we shot. But it yeah. was the first episode that aired. And those eight minutes lay the groundwork for the entire eight years. Yeah. Right there. It all and started. In the very there. first episode, you see Melissa state factually Abby is going to make my daughter a star. I don't know if she said daughters or daughter.
1: I'm she not said sure. daughter daughter i remember she she only has one
0: daughter right and then and then in her mind and Mm. then you had uh christy say maddie's gonna win Mm
1: -hmm. right there yeah it was in the first episode
0: and then you had kelly's eyes bug out of her head when i announced that the kids had to do a new routine every week it was just like
1: what? I mean, hey, I, I, in that instance, I don't blame her because I would not know how kids would be able to do that. And you and I have asked you. Come
0: on. She she knew that her two kids took a year to learn their routine.
1: Uh huh. Yes. And so, your history with her, she was one of your students. She was one of your mother's students. She
0: was my mom's student. Okay. She was in the original Abby Lee dance company, like the, the
1: very first one.
0: There were the very first one. There wow. were 15 kids, one boy and 14 little girls, and she was one of them. And she was a really cute kid, beautiful girl.
1: So you said that you're uh, about five to six years older than her, so you never really, like, in school. It's not like you were in high school, like, and you would pass each other in the hallway kind of thing. Like, you were never that. Oh, God, that... No, no, okay. no, 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 so no, you were. No, no. So you were but more of, like, a family did friend.
0: did flirt and try to, I think, as a maybe 13, 14-year-old, maybe it was a little younger, 12, 13, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the guy that I was friends with.
1: Yeah, and, you know, obviously in her opinion it, it's vice versa so I just find that very interesting that you two were you know had this close I think in her mind
0: she dated him interesting but in his mind no
1: <laughs> yeah and, and listen like we're gonna really unpack all that like there's so much history so much drama even prior to the camera starting and it just went so bad with her obviously as everybody knows but there was a lot of good there in the beginning, before the show really started, right? I mean, I you really- know. I
0: think they were good with the kids. Yeah. I didn't realize so much. You know, like I, my dad ran my front desk. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, Sandy Powers, who's a dear family friend and remains my closest, non-relative closest yes. to me, you know? Love Sandy. Um, She's family. And she was- running the front desk she managed the books at the studio in the business and my dad would come in and every once in a while he'd be there and Mm -hmm. then he'd start to go to Florida for a couple months and she would take over more and more and I didn't realize what was happening so I'm gonna go ahead and tell the world so one day uh Sandy had worked I think 25 30 years at the beginning it was just like one night a week when my dad wanted to like Go to the club or go to the racetrack or whatever, and Sandy would take over the desk. And then it became more and more. Well, her husband uh, died tragically in a construction accident, and it was a big cover up. It was horrible. Anyway, he was a wonderful, wonderful man. And uh, the water fountain at the studio in Pittsburgh Uh that's there, he came and put that in because I I kept trying to get the contractor to put a water fountain in for like ever and I'm like where's the water fountain like put it in like put mm-hmm. it in already when the bathrooms went in why didn't it go in then you know and I was so fed up with it that one night Buzz just showed up and stuck a water fountain in and they all came <laughs> back the next day and there it was and it's still there and it's yes, still, perfect. still there yeah uh, the bathrooms are another story but the, the water <laughs> fountain never was broken nothing ever happened it was always perfect so one day at the end of Sandy's tenure with me at the studio, she went upstairs. W- Kelly used to come in and she would come to the front desk. I, this is important. I want to discuss this in detail. Mm-hmm. She would come to the first front desk and Sandy would be like, Kelly, you have to pay your bill. Kelly, your bill's overdue. I mean, months overdue. You, we have to take care of this. Well, I don't understand. What do I owe? Well, didn't I pay for that? What do, you know, she's a big dingbat. So Sandy would go through it and she would go through every single, I mean, how many rhinestones were on the costume and how much fabric and a yard of this, a yard of that, plus the the catalog costumes that mm-hmm. were ordered and the headpieces or yeah. the whatever, you know, plus the tuition, the privates. How many privates did you have this week? Because
1: well, she insists that at the start of the year, she put her car down, paid in full for the entire tuition. She said that <laughs> on the show, said that off the show at nauseum. So, I mean, was that the her, case?
0: No, her husband didn't make near enough money in his family's business to pay for her two kids for the year for every private she took there's no way
1: okay
0: maybe monthly she thought that
1: no yeah so
0: oh i wish sandy was sitting here right now so we can get sandy aren't you verify absolutely yeah. so um now sandy's daughter melissa did go to school well she was the same age as kelly she okay. was in that original group too okay Mm-hmm. And Laney Samuels, like a lot of yes. kids that I'm still close to. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, uh, God. So, th- this just is taking me back. So, I'm in the studio teaching. I don't really know what's going on. And uh, she would go through this whole thing, and Sandy would find a few little errors or a couple more rhinestones or this, that. She'd end up owing more than Sandy was trying to get her to pay to begin oh. with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, she was, it was like, I don't know, $385. Now, when they went through it, Now it's $420. So she should have shut up and just paid what was due. So then she'd stand there with the credit card in her hand, but never pay it. So then she'd go back upstairs, watch for the rest of the night, scoot out with the crowd that nobody saw her, you know, scooted out. Then the next day she'd walk in and Sandy would say, Kelly, excuse me, you never paid your bill. And Kelly would go, yes, I did. I stood down here. I had my credit card yesterday. I paid you. She said, Mm -hmm. no, you stood here for an hour. You took up my time. You wasted everyone's time, mind you. We went over your bill in detail, and you never paid it.
1: And, you know, just for those of you who don't know Sandy, she is this little sweet woman. So, you know, for her to get, you know, frustrated, like, it takes a lot, and, you know.
0: Okay, so now now we're going to knock this golf ball off the tee out the Oh, yes, 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 yes. So now, one day, she... Sandy, someone else pays, mm-hmm. they go upstairs and Sandy trots upstairs and hands receipts out to people. You know, mm-hmm. she would written receipts. Yeah. Here you go. It was like the old days where you paid with a check or, or credit card or whatever. And then Sandy would physically write a receipt out. You'd still get the little stub from yeah. the, the credit card thing, the little receipt, but you also got a handwritten one that would detail. This was December's tuition. This was three costume deposits. This was one solo yeah. fee, whatever. And okay. when
1: Sandy was running the desk, those receipts were always correct. Yeah. 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 Not, <laughs> not to, sorry, we're going there. I just happen to know a lot. But, okay. Yeah. So
0: she would run upstairs to give out some receipts. And, you know, you're not going to make somebody stand there the whole time. They would mm-hmm. run, run and watch their kid for a minute. And she would go up and she overheard Kelly with her own ears looking down into the classroom that kid is ugly why is she in my daughter's group why would abby put her in her group
1: Mm. ouch
0: and that night sandy quit
1: that was it that's what that's she couldn't
0: take it anymore she's like I can't i just can't take it for somebody to say that about somebody else's child it's just awful and there were other things i mean i mean i'm i'm quoting that but i that was the gist of it it, there were many other things that had happened that she let go and just swooped under the rug. And that was one of the biggest issues with the television show starting, I think, that people don't know. Paige, Chloe, Nia, and Maddie were in the same group of children. Mm-hmm. And I believe I've had a lot of chemo. So,
1: Bear with you. Bear yeah. with me here.
0: Yeah. Uh, there were 18 kids in the group their class, their mm-hmm. dance class. Yeah. Some were better than others. Some were worse than others. Some were a little older. Some were a little younger. So it was probably that 8, 9, 10 age. And I know Maddie was the youngest in that group because I had to put her on the end of the routine. There were several events they went to or conventions or competitions, and she wasn't allowed to go because she wasn't old enough. So I had to stick her on the end so that if we pulled her out, it wouldn't mess up the choreography. Yes? Gotcha. get it? Yeah. Yes. So... Uh fourteen eighteen kids in the group, four get a television show and fourteen quit.
1: So all of them quit as soon as the casting was announced, as soon as the show aired, like no, what was that like? No,
0: it was gradual. Uh but these people came to me. Yeah. Some had interviewed for the show. Others were not interested at all. Others were professionals, whatever their job was, and couldn't risk being on reality TV or what at the time they thought was reality
1: TV? Well, because at the time, you know, it was really just the Kardashians, you know, the Housewives, like the.
0: I think it was more of uh, Jersey Shore, Shore. like that kind
1: of taint on television at the time. Now, reality TV is so beloved, really. Right. I mean, you know, you just see it everywhere. So I don't watch it. However, uh <laughs> Abby watches scripted. Scripted. She From loves 8 scripted. 8 p.m. Yes. to
0: 11 p.m. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. And Call you do me. not Call walk me. in
1: yeah, and you do not walk in front of the TV. If there's yeah. one way to piss Abby Lee Miller off is interrupt her while she's watching something. Talk or, over the people yes. on
0: TV that are getting paid to speak. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. So, anyway.
1: Yes, back to the kids.
0: People came to me, parents came to me well educated yeah professional people came to me whether they were teachers or doctors or engineers or what bus, co- bus crossing you know people yeah. whatever they came to me and said are you sure you want to do this and i was like what do you mean you've worked your whole life to create this name for yourself mm-hmm. to create these kids that go and work professionally you have disney calling you and saying hey If you have any kids that want to work at Walt Disney World, just call us. They don't even need to audition. Uh, Bernie tellsy Johnson-Liff, casting, calling from New York City. Do you have a 14-year-old kid that does a left-side aerial? We need them tomorrow in New York City at 4 o'clock. And I would go into the studio and I'd say, okay, to the ballet teacher who loved it. Stop, (laughs) stop, stop. Who does a left-side aerial? Okay. You look 13, 14. You look, okay, 14. You're a little too old. You're a little too short. Okay. All right. Do a left side aerial. Boom. They do it. Okay. Go call your parents and tell them you have to be in New York City tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Wow. What happened? Can you guess?
1: Only one or two would actually do it or none of them would do it.
0: Well, the first kid would come back. Now, this is back when they had a call from the front desk. Yeah. They didn't have the cell phone. No cell phones. So they went back and, you know, called and took turns. And the one kid would come in in tears in their eyes and saying, my – My mom and dad can't take off work. They can't. And the next kid would come in and say, I'm I'm not allowed to go. They would never let me go. Okay? Next kid comes in. My dad said, you're crazy. (laughs) Okay? And then the next thing, next poor kid comes in. Our car won't make it. They would love for me to go, but they just, we can't. Who went? You. I did. Who drove? I did. Who took the day off of work? I did who hired a substitute to teach my classes for me and paid them I did I paid for the gas the McDonald's the the parking the parking tickets
1: I did And there's very few professionals out there that will actually go that extra mile for the kids and listen you know I grew up on Long Island so you know when I was younger and my parents would text me be like oh we got a casting call you know you got to be you know in the city tonight you know we're going to take you out of school you know it would be an hour away Pittsburgh how many hours away is that? Five hours
0: five hours and 20 minutes from the parking lot at the dance
1: studio to the Lincoln Tunnels. Wow. So, you, yeah, you remember from the parking lot. So, yes. yeah, you really just always have gone the extra mile and even still does, guys, for her students. Uh, you have students all over the world now. Right. You know, all well, these. Well,
0: so I'm, I'm going back to this story for a yes. second. So the parents came to me and said, individually, mm-hmm. you know, different, some two together, three together. Do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. What if this backfires? What if, what if, what if? And the biggest thing was, and I didn't look at it this way at the beginning, you're rewarding the people who don't respect you. Mm. You're rewarding the children whose parents don't pay on time and brag about it upstairs. And see, I didn't know that was going on. They come upstairs and say, ha, I got past the front desk again without paying. Okay? So things like that. You are rewarding the people who degrade your choreography, who sit up there and rip on you personally, who talk about your studio poorly. They're still there, and they're still wearing my name on their jacket, but they want to hear themselves talk. Crap, right? Yeah. So you're going to reward these people. Now, this was more... A little bit later, as the casting was coming out and the kids were starting to be on the show. And that's really, you know, where I had to think. And here I wanted to have a Miss Dance or a teen Miss Dance, junior Miss Dance of Pennsylvania. And I did that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a kid work professionally. My first student, Lisa Shantz, who was also in Kelly's group at the beginning, first company, was my first student to ever work professionally. And she got Tokyo Disney. Okay. Right out of high school. And then I wanted a kid on Broadway.
1: And I got that. Quite a few.
0: Well, yeah. Now, what was next? Like, what was next? I was down and out. The economy was horrible. I had this home in Florida. I sold a condo in Fort Lauderdale too soon. I bought a vacation home in Orlando too late. It was upside down. It was an adjustable rate mortgage. It was the, the studio, the, you know, it, there were bad winters there with a lot of snow removed. Bad U.S. Airways pulled out of Pittsburgh as their hub. So I lost people that were flight attendants, pilots, you know, whatever. So th- it was bad. And the people that were really advanced dancers that were going to do something with this, they were still there. They weren't all paying, but they were still there. And then you had little kids that came once a week for fun. They were there. It was the middle-of-the-road kids that came, you know, two days a week. Their tuition was pretty good like it was you know a couple hundred a month maybe they were paying 200. something they're paying something and buying two three four pairs of shoes and leotards and showing tights. up yeah and those were the kids that were quitting mm. those were the kids that couldn't afford to come to dance class because of the economy so all of this was going on and in my life artistically what was next for me let's do a tv show hey they're using my studio for free that was my stupidity uh I'm going to be on it and choreograph for free without a contract. That was my stupidity. But I was thinking, hey, nobody else in this town is doing a TV show. Nobody else at Dance Marshall Pennsylvania's kids are on a TV show. Like, this is going to be something good. And I'm thinking about all these advanced senior company members I have who are really amazing dancers. They're going to get to be on TV.
1: And you didn't, you know, at the time it wasn't really brought to you as a reality show that would end up having eight seasons, 500 numbers, all of the above. It was supposed to be just a six episode docu-series. So you probably figured, oh, hey, if it works out, it works out. Six weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, back to normal. You'll have some video content out there of the the studio, you know. It
0: was six weeks. And the timing, when we started shooting in April, it was Easter weekend that year. I remember when we have a big convention. And again... My stupidity, I should have said, nope, nobody is coming in the studio until that convention is over because it's so important to my students, their families. It's Easter holiday. It's a religious holiday. We all go. We all sacrifice. We all do it. They have a Catholic mass right there Mm -hmm. in the ski resort. We do it. And I should have said no because they destroyed it. And I had to run back and forth and back and forth. It was a nightmare. So up a mountain, you know, and it was crazy. So I should have put my foot down. Many times, many, many times. And I just wish my dad was alive because he would have just punched all those guys in the face. So his little five foot eight guy would have just been, you know, <laughs> he had a lot of fight in him. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, so that's what should have happened. So I said, yes, let's do it. I made a million mistakes. The kids weren't homeschooled. So everything started at four o'clock. Holly was habitually late. She would stroll in at 5.20, 5.30. Because
1: she was still working in the school at that point. And
0: had to leave and come. But it jeopardized my business. Mm -hmm. And all those kids that you think are so sweet and so nice and so kind, Nia being one, uh, would go out to a cooler that was there for the kids in the show. And so the other kids in the other rooms would get a break and the teacher would say, oh, you three run to the water fountain. Yeah. And then you three show me the top
1: step. They weren't allowed and to then, have. The... Well, so
0: they would go out, but the kids in the show would reach in and grab a soda out and look at the kid and go, this is for me, not you, because I'm on a TV show. Really? And then I was up in the air. Yes.
1: From the beginning or is this like as the seasons went on?
0: No, this like was the l- week one, week two, week three. Yeah, and then the cooler's leaking all over the entrance, all over the floor. And how about uh, parents that are listening or watching? You pick your child up from school, right? It's winter. You feed them in the car. You're rushing. You try to get out before the buses. You rush to the dance studio. You pull up. We have like kind of a roundabout that you drop your child off. They jump out of the car. The little mitten goes on the door and they can't get it open they're yanking on the door and there's a six foot three guy on the other side holding the door shut so he
1: little teeny bit opens it and says
0: you can't come in we're filming we're filming in the lobby
1: Shots while they're it. paying for a dance class so
0: there's an eight-year-old kid whose family is sacrificing or whatever they're doing working their butts off to pay for their kid to come to dance class you went to school you picked them up you left work early you rushed there you get there and they can't get in That's the kind of stuff that destroyed my business.
1: And although it went through all of those struggles, it still lasted. You still kept it going for years and years and years. I did. I
0: did. But when you think about having a TV show that's global, that's in those 134 countries. uh, We can talk all about that. Yeah. uh, That went on to that. I should have a thousand students Mm -hmm. in my dance studio. I should have homeschooling right there. In one of the rooms, it that place should have been flourishing and growing and changing and becoming just better and better and better.
1: Business-wise, what would you do differently if you had to go all the way back from day one before you even had to sign a contract?
0: Okay. Nobody walks into my studio without a contract in place.
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody
0: from a production company, from the network, from anybody. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm an EP. Yep. Exec- that means executive producer. I have a share in the show, a financial but yet also responsible share.
1: Because you make no residuals. Nothing. People not a That should be public knowledge. None of the cast make any residuals from the show.
0: Right. So I would have had all of that because the mothers, although they felt they were equal to me, that I was just one of them, their business wasn't being jeopardized. Mm. from the show the filming they didn't provide the set unless they went to their homes maybe here and there sporadically yeah. once in a while but not day in and day out the wear and tear the men with the boots with the cinders and the ice and the salt coming in from the outside on my floors my sixty thousand dollars floors that my dad built and had built you know for
1: those of you who don't realize abby literally you know before sims was the game, right? And people were all building their houses virtually and all that stuff. Abby literally built her studio in Pittsburgh from the ground up. You bought the land. That's a video on Abby's YouTube channel as well. So you can go check that out. But every little piece you did. So of course, you're going to be extra pissed off when somebody's ruining it. That was my home. Like that was your dream home that you built. Right. People in the
0: studio had their dream home with their fireplace and their you know, their mudroom and their washer and dryer, Mm -hmm. how they wanted it. I had my dance studio. That was my life. And how do you feel when a guy comes in to your living room and puts his muddy boot up on your wall and leans back against the wall? You know how a guy puts like their foot up and leans? Yeah. Do I? And I would literally say in the lobby to strange dads who I didn't know, do I come into your house and put my foot on your wall? Get your foot off the wall and stand up straight. I would say that to grown men because it would just baffle me that people would do that. I was shocked. So back to the story, the kids, I lost. Even though I gained and the world knows my name, I lost. And I was used, abused. I don't like to use that word. I was used. The wear and tear on the building. Uh, Think about a crew, 19 people on a crew using my bathroom. Plus all the little girls that use the bathroom. You know, the guy's bathroom was kind of like, eh. It was simple. It was fine. It served the purpose. But you have maybe six, seven boys that are dancing at a time in the studio that have to use the bathroom. Suddenly, out of 19 crew members, you have 12 guys Yeah. sitting in there using the drawing. I mean, it was disgusting. They didn't care. So those types of things that the mothers weren't put out.
1: Yeah. They didn't come no. to their
0: homes and use their bathroom and destroy it. No. But they did to me. So all of those little things mounted, mounted, mounted. The other thing would have been... No mom, no child could even interview to be on that show unless their bill was paid in full, period. And then there's some kids that you wouldn't know their names because they wouldn't have been allowed.
1: And, you know, I think that although the history- and And I say that,
0: and I'm like the bitch for saying that.
1: Well, it's just facts.
0: But if you run a business, would you let somebody come in, swoop in, get on a TV show make millions of dollars, have their kids set for the rest of their life when they hadn't even paid their bill and you had.
1: No. And, you know, while the history and the tension and the relationships of the original cast was obviously part of the success of the reality show aspect, which I know you've you've said clearly, you know, just your relationship with Kelly alone could have made its own show. Yes, but know-
0: time out. My relationship with a group of mothers before that.
1: Oh, yeah. Could
0: have made a TV show. And the mothers before before that. that. How about Gianna's small group? Connie Jennings with Mm -hmm. the tattooed eyebrows, and she was a saint. The woman was lovely. Her daughter was one Miss Dance. I mean, everything, right? You had her. You had um, this other one whose kid was Miss Dance of America and gave up her title. That was scandalous. You had her. You had uh, just group after group. Like Every five years, there could have been a group of kids, a group of moms that would have been an amazing show. And it should have been that way. And when a kid hit 14, boom, done. They're aged out of the group and a new kid comes in. So that way it wouldn't been the cast like turning over and people quitting and this and that. It was an automatic out. Your birthday, you turn 14. The end of that season, you were done. And a new kid that was... 8, 9, 10 was coming in.
1: Yeah. And then it probably would have, you like, know.
0: Like real dance class. Yeah. Like a
1: real dance studio. And then you would have even probably done like a cute little graduation episode or something. You would have made it like so Or we much... would
0: have had that kid go on and be in the older group and let's see the older group every once in a while.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I do want to go back to talking about the relationships a little bit because. We were
0: know... on a list of what I would do differently.
1: Oh, is there more? Oh, there's more. Of course there's more, guys. Okay. No, Lots more. We well. The, you know, one of the things that you probably would have shoot done me from the back. <laughs> uh, one of the things that you probably would have done differently is probably uh, share as much. You know, because I think that you know you you've told me that you know share you, as far shared,
0: as I'm a sharing child. I'm an only child, and we learn to give. Yes, but share. in terms
1: of just you know giving facts and relationships out, because you you know after you know a while, people would you know you've told me that. The producers would actually listen to you guys when you were mic'd, and, you know, throw something in the mix without you guys even knowing because you didn't know you were still being listened to. So that was just something that I thought of that, you know, you would probably do differently going back. I don't think they really did. They do that in season one where they would literally still listen to you. Oh, that's
0: probably when it most happened because. Really? They. Well, they weren't very talented. True. The producers. I mean, come on. So we were pushing the show forward. We were developing the story.
1: Without even they any They thought much, there yeah. were
0: writers coming in, but then something would happen, something would be said, yada, 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 and boom, now they have another story. Now they have like a byline, right? Yeah. So now they have a sub-story and a sub-story and a sub-story. Well, the
1: biggest sub-story, you know, back to the relationships, was what brought you to be the star of Dance Moms was being... Not everyone likes to think that. Well, I mean, I think that everybody in the cast can agree and does agree now that you were the star of the show. It was at the Abbey Lee Dance Company. You were the, quote, controversial, you know, character where just because you were doing your job, people had a lot of opinions about that. Right. And one of the scenes that really sold you as the star was Minister Dawn, the sinister minister. Sinister. And I, before we get into this, sorry for jumping around, guys. It's just there's so much context here, and I do want to kind of go through it in depth so you can understand exactly how it happened. Is it true that Christy recorded a audition clip for you before the show started filming?
0: I don't think you – I I don't know. I'm not that knowledgeable about the timeline exactly, of when yeah. it happened. But I do remember her saying, I, I need you, I need you to do – uh i need you to record you saying like your name and who you are and introducing yourself and blah okay. blah blah to, for for brian for the um satan you know. to
1: be the on-camera choreographer that was what you no, had no, 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 no. i
0: didn't know what it was for i just oh. i was in the midst of being very busy running a business and i was going from room to room and she, she like kind of nabbed me in the den
1: gotcha. and i said oh
0: my god i don't want to do this and i was okay fine and maybe she had a couple questions i'm not sure
1: True. That's interesting, and that's honestly—it just still... happened
0: to be that she was a human body with the phone.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it not like she
0: ran this interview no. and she decided what the questions would be, and she was going to interview me, and no. she found me, yeah, in the gutter in Pittsburgh, and made me a star. It wasn't no, no, that at all.
1: No, not at all. And I wanted to clarify just because you know you always tell the story of you know the infamous nine one one call, and that technically is what sold you to the network as the star of the show. You know, so I was curious. You well know, no, I, I don't heard.
0: think at that time the S T A R, you know, I don't think of myself as that. I mean, I was always a star in my own mind as yes. a child. But yeah. I don't think of it that way. I think that the word that was used was glue, that I was the glue yeah. that held the moms and the kids and the dancing together.
1: I've heard that. I've heard that you were called or known as the glue, and especially it was in your building with your name on it.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's what I always go back and laugh at. I'm like, yeah. what? really? And then they, you know, the oh, God, those mothers are just – it's like dumb and dumber, you know? Yeah. Lined out like dumb and dumber and dumbest. So what happens is they try to manufacture in their heads that had they been at any other studio in town – in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that they would have still been on this show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they would have known about it, and they would have interviewed, and they would have sent in their pictures of their homes and their husbands and their other kids and all that. They they wouldn't have known about it because they would have been involved at their own studio, at their in, in a dance company. They would have been going to different competitions than I went to. I went to all very educational things. I didn't mm-hmm. go to star crap yeah. on the show, like we did on the show. I went to other things and they would have been so invested in their children's lives living vicariously through their kids somewhere else doing something else they wouldn't have even looked at my website to see that we were doing a TV show which they, is
1: how Kathy found out that you were doing a right, show
0: right they didn't even know so that is a huge misconception i think in their minds saying oh well my kid i would have made millions of dollars and pimp my kid out to you know meet and greets and i would have made millions and built a house and did this and that if it wasn't for this studio Mm. when john carolla who was my friend for 20 years created the show he developed the show it was his idea his format he sold it so how would they have even known him
1: they wouldn't have they wouldn't have no
0: so get real people
1: so we we all know about the infamous scene yes. you know with the sinister minister so prior to that was she a good customer did was Reagan, you know, a kid that you would work with on the regular? Was she there a while? You know, what was your relationship? I don't with, like, think with she was her?
0: there a while. I think she came from somewhere else, as we call a studio hopper. Uh, she, yeah, she paid her bill. I don't think her bill was anything. And let's get this. Money, 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 coins flying. Uh, the most uh, expensive bill in my studio. For, let's say, a teen or senior company member that took everything across the board, unlimited classes, they took it all, was $282 a month.
1: And that has never changed in how many years? It, well,
0: it didn't change from the time the show started until 2014 or 15. Yeah. And then I think we went down really a little bit. Because they we offered a little less classes, like we didn't have the kids there three days a week because people were driving from an hour away. And because
1: people were filming in your studio too. Yes. So
0: I couldn't offer that much. So it went down a little bit. And then as the years progressed, it went up. Like just cost of living increased couple dollars. Couple bucks. True, true, true. So that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, my solos I I, I wanna say my solos were two hundred dollars. Maybe two hundred and forty dollars and that was for your entire dance. And I think you got six lessons to learn it. Then after that, if you wanted to take privates to clean it, you could. From anybody, from all the teachers taught them I was so sick of cleaning. I'm like, if you can't look in the mirror and see what the hell you're doing wrong, then you shouldn't be doing
1: it. <laughs> but basically you were, you know, you always kept prices affordable because you wanted to keep your Yeah, and it was students. a
0: Pittsburgh blue collar town. Yeah. That we lived in.
1: Do you think that that was part of the success of the show, too, how it wasn't in your typical L.A. or wasn't in like New York and it was in a different city that we really didn't see that much on TV? Do you think that had anything to do with it as well or?
0: Well, it certainly wasn't a Housewives atmosphere, that's for sure.
1: Oh, definitely not. I mean, the real Housewives of P.A.?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So that was happening. So Bravo was killing it with the the, uh, Housewives franchise and then Dancing with the Stars. Their numbers kept going up every season. And that's what our cheap-ass network wanted to do, was to kill two birds with one stone. So we're going to have a housewife show centered around a dance studio because that's going to work. And, uh, yeah, and it did. It did. I've been to cocktail parties in Los Angeles, California, at very, uh, like, esteemed producers, directors, homes, just because they have kids who love dance moms. So I was invited. Everybody has kids. You have to remember that. And uh, I've been told... Two different things, two things that are strange. We saved the network that that they were on their way out. you know there's only so many ways you can kill your husband. and they had a movie every you know week or every day about the same show. story. yeah, it was the same story on you know, fifty seven ways to kill your husband. So we saved the network. I was told that by many people, and I was also told that my students move the economy, and that's how it was said to me on more than one occasion by different people.
1: So your students moved the economy. And I think that that, you know, it makes a lot of sense because obviously growing up with social media myself, they did too. You you know, the show... Social
0: media started, what, 2011? Instagram started?
1: uh, I believe 2010, 2011. That's when a lot of the platforms were really getting a lot of their audiences. And then that's when the show was going on. So, you know, we would live tweet every single week. I was, you know the one all the time. Everybody remembers me the entire, you know, I, I've for a little background, I've met and spoken and had not relationships with all of the cast members, but I've I've seen all of them. They they've known me at some point, whether you it's paid online. to go to
0: their stupid crap. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know, at the time, because that was really just, you know, what, you know, my life and a lot of kids lives were, mm-hmm. you know, and the difference between other events and your events is that The kids actually get to learn at your events because you're teaching and there's a more educational aspect for it. And what was great is that Abby, like, you know, and she still does, includes a lot with your events.
0: Now that you come, you pay, you take a dance class for me. Mm -hmm. Part of what you get before the class starts or after it's over, it depends. Uh, Every child gets to stand with me or sit with me or sit on my lap and get a picture with me, individual, boom. And so when I traveled and I did things, I did it right. I did it classy i didn't use dance teachers you know i went if i used anybody's studio still to this day i pay them to rent their studio or they get a cut a percentage of every student that comes
1: yes and i'm obviously involved with organizing some of these events so i can attest to all of this abby from day one to anybody reaching out to us always tries to make it about what can we do for you what can we do for you whether it's what can we do for, you know, the customers, the kids, the studio owners, whenever you work with a studio, like you're just a business owner and you get it. You I get, get it.
0: it. No one's going to walk into my studio and use it for free and take over. I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. So I would never do that to someone else.
1: No. So.
0: Nor would I take, well, that's another story. <laughs> there's,
1: there's a lot of stories that are going to be told on this podcast. And, you know, I want to go, you know, back Will you to. you play this
0: like at my funeral or something? Yeah. Just like go on for days in a row, like a marathon, it, listen, a marathon. Listen
1: we'll have a lot of episodes. When
0: I die. In you. in in the UK, well now since Brexit, things are different, but in the UK, every year in the last five years, Dance Mom starts on Easter Sunday. Night, maybe Easter Sunday evening at nine o'clock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a marathon and it goes every day. All day long.
1: That's what it used to be. Oh, my goodness. Literally, it would be like a nonstop uh, marathon. Tuesdays. Uh, Well, on Tuesdays prior to the 9 o'clock showing. And obviously, we're airing Leave It on the Dance Floor on Tuesdays because we wanted to. Tuesday nights at 9. Yes. Uh, Well, for our.
0: Wait. Do you know how many times I've said that?
1: Oh, my gosh. I used to to have to go
0: record sometimes in a car with the windows wound up. Right. And boom guy and headsets. And I would have to record Tuesday nights at nine on lifetime, Tuesday nights at eight on lifetime, on lifetime, Tuesday nights at nine, Tuesday at nine, nine o'clock, Tuesday, over and over and, and they over. And
1: still use them.
0: With every different inflection in my voice, mm-hmm. every different way, shape, size, big, little, whisper, tell, yell. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I I think about those things. I never was paid for any of that. No. There was never any extras. There was never anything. And I want to do a podcast and I will possibly find and bring my contract.
1: Mm. Oh, that would be your original contract.
0: Well, no, probably not the original one. That was probably that would be burned very, somewhere. Yeah, uh, that but, would be
1: very interesting to see. You know, there's a lot of things that Abby has that you know, have not really been seen, you know, for those of you who, you know, follow us, you're going to know that, you know, this, you're going to have a Patreon and YouTube premium, you know, for, you know, whatever that is. Yes. Yeah. Just exclusive content, you know, remember I
0: watched eight to 11 primetime. So all of these things are new to me and (laughs) I'm learning. Yeah. And I'm sure all of you are too. So apparently there's YouTube, which every child watches now. They don't watch Mm -hmm. TV, but they're watching the wrong things on YouTube. Instead of watching the network's YouTube, watch my YouTube at The Real Abby Lee Miller. Subscribe, like, turn on your post notifications and all that jazz. Yeah,
1: I've gotten Abby very well rehearsed over the years now. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember in the beginning when we were doing uh, some interview content like years back at this point, like during COVID actually is when we like really started doing it. Yes. you were just so far into it in the cutest way. You just, you know, you you spend your time watching interesting things. And to you, interesting things is scripted television. So well, you like, are
0: I'm entertaining. I like yeah. to be entertained.
1: Yeah. So you just By professionals
0: yeah. that should be on TV. Yes.
1: Um, but yeah, so you have just really come a long way. And, you know, there's just a lot of content out there. There's videos and pictures that pop up on Abby's phone that she'll show me. And I'm like, wow, as a, you know, super fan that knows literally everything. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Whether it's a behind-the-scenes picture of the kids rehearsing, um, you know, your reci- excuse me, your dance concert content, right? Which you but know. Then
0: I had this guy that I was, you know, a friend.
1: Oh a friend, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And he turned off my iCloud so that I was being hacked a lot at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe there were some pictures, you know, and it turned off the iCloud, turned off the iCloud, so I have. You know, this gap, 2014, 15, this huge gap mm-hmm. that I don't have these amazing pictures from.
1: But there are 2012, 2013. The beginning and of 14. Yeah. Well, no, there's
0: other amazing stuff, but they are really amazing yeah. stuff that we have that.
1: There's just a lot that you have that, uh, that your viewers are going to be able to become ALDC elites themselves.
0: ALDC elite, like the elite competition team. You can be part of the elite team. Think about that. That's like people's goals. I mean, kids had that goal.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, just as a fan for me, like there were so many dances that one were never shown in full, were cut altogether from the final cut of the reality show but still performed.
0: The music was switched.
1: Oh my God, yeah, then the original music too. There is just so much out there that, you know, people who were at the competitions had these like not so good videos. You were front row. Gianna was front row. <laughs> So there's better videos. It's it's actually
0: videos from the wings where you can see the kids and you can see who's really off.
1: It's actually a little overwhelming, the amount of content that Abby has. So just, you know, head over to Patreon. It's Abby Lee Miller, uh, YouTube Premium. There's a lot of stuff out there. If you
0: all want to look at this stuff, more power to you. God bless
1: you. God bless you. I would rather go
0: back through my real photo albums and look at stuff from high school and you know, yeah. after high school. We're all gonna those need college to, yeah. years.
1: over yes. as time goes on, we're gonna try to categorize and, you know, make it a lot better because you we're know we're all guys, over
0: the place today. It's
1: well, yeah, we are all over the place today. You know, I wanted to really take this first episode to really unpack how the show started, which you talk about quite often, but you're a little bit more deeper into your relationship. So we've sp- spoken about your relationship with Kelly. We have spoken
0: we just touched the surface. Oh,
1: there's gonna be a lot more that comes out. A lot more that comes out. Um, more than some people care to wish to hear, but that's you know that's why we're here. We're here to leave it on the dance floor, right? So I mean,
0: I would I wouldn't call it babysitting her because she wasn't a baby, but we would like do things like maybe pick them up and go to the pool and uh, spend the day together. Maybe have rehearsal and practice and then leave and like go eat and. There were fun things. I I don't know. I'd have to talk to Mark and remember some of that stuff. But we did a lot, you know. And, you know, you you said to
1: me yesterday that you really thought that you would be at Paige's wedding. You thought that you would be. Oh, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Out of all the kids, it broke your heart the most how you're. Well,
0: I mean, all the kids on the show. Yes. Uh, Yeah, all the kids. All the the kids in my studio. No, no, no. Just all the
1: kids on the show. You really felt that no matter what happened, you and Paige would stay close to. Well, yeah,
0: no, just to that family, yes. Yeah, you know, and
1: it's you know, as a viewer, it's upsetting.
0: Kelly's dad paid a lot of money, to he? In his mind, but he did. He paid. He paid many years. Let's not say it was big bucks, but it was years of paying tuition because he paid for Kelly's older sister Carrie mm. to, when she started, and then she continued, and Kelly started. So he's paying that, and then he got divorced nice clean fine divorced and then every time he dated a girl she had kids and he would stroll into the dance studio with the girl and sign her kids up and so he just kept paying tuition for long-standing customer long there that's a great way to say it
1: and and
0: he was jimmy was a great guy he was friends with my dad they you know play poker whatever guys do you know that kind of stuff yeah
1: so you told me the other day how kelly and her sister got their names no. Or the street or something? No. What was h- when he
0: started his business, he was a spec home builder, like big, beautiful homes. Okay. Although they were in a really crappy area. But anyway, uh, you had to go through this like old, gross mill town to mm. get to this big, beautiful neighborhood. Okay. And the neighborhood was called Kelly Wood Estates after Kelly. And the first street was Carrie Ann Drive after Carrie
1: and I yeah, I mean not to say that that's like juice or tea or anything. I just found that th- I thought that was interesting you it know, is. For, it's, Yeah, because it's wonderful it, it shows or it showed me like I knew this already But just like how close you were with the family just to where you would know that You know, well, yeah,
0: I'd been there a million times. Yeah. Yes, yes. So
1: um, anyway, we're gonna move on from just when, our lovely When Kelly. people don't
0: pick their kids up at dancing school. Somebody has to take them home
1: <laughs> Christy and Chloe did she come in, you know, when she was super young? Was there issues from the start? or did it really just come, you know, because I feel like you everybody know, just I thinks that from the from the second that little girl stepped in your studio, you no, made everything? No,
0: no, no. no, 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 no. I, this name is just popping into my head right now. I think she came with a friend, and the friend was named Greta or something like that. interesting friend. Like, like, maybe they were neighborhood oh, i don't think they were neighborhood friends i don't know somehow they were neighbor, they were friends but anyway they came to take class and it was always like two or two and a half mm-hmm. and beautiful adorable dressed fit to kill the gorgeous leotard and the tutu it was like a baby doll you said that she always dressed
1: came dressed appropriately and came you know prepared and you yes, know some hat, people on... live
0: beyond their means that's what that's <laughs> called yes but we didn't know that i mean it was a she was a
1: You just she, thought she was prepared
0: she was not prepared but like Looked good. She looked like a dancer. But that was little ones. They come for forty-five minutes. It was Mm. probably like eighteen bucks a month back then. You know, it was not a big deal. And we—I didn't know her. I didn't really teach the babies. It was my mother's curriculum. She created the lesson plans for every class in our studio, and uh, she, every teacher that worked for us, usually our alumni that were still at the studio working. Uh, or sometimes my mother maybe she even had my mom I don't know but I didn't get the kids till I went in and like tested their backs and their legs and their feet like in Russia or Romania that I would go into the four or five year old class and I would test the kids and I'd be like I I want to see this kid for private I wanted to see this kid and this kid together in a different class and then then they would start to work with me okay so I I was not like the fun one I was well, I was fun, but I was the one that for the kid that was gonna be more serious, that gotcha. wanted to do more than a dance concert at the end of the year. Yes. That was gonna buy more than one or two costumes. So that's what I did. So she was in a regular class, and I think the kid that she was friends with quit. Oh. Ended up well, not quit, like didn't come back year yeah. after year after Just year. She wasn't out. serious. Yeah. Where I think Christy saw what was going on and the way that I built my studio. So uh, on purpose. So the moms of the little ones, the preschool, well, there's like two and a half, three-year-olds. Then there were four or five-year-olds, two different classes. And and then we had Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday after school, we Saturday morning, there were a lot of preschool classes, a ton of kids coming through that studio. So back in the day when the town was booming and the moms could see in one room their little ones. Then in the next room, there might be seven, eight, nine-year-olds they could see. Then over in Studio A, they could see 14, 15, 16-year-olds leaping across the floor, turning, tumbling, very impressive. I did that on purpose. And oh my, my kid could be that. Mm. So she had that interest, but I don't really remember her. All I know scandal-wise, was that Christy was raised by her grandmother. And, her, you know, I'm talking about her. I'm saying her name. But I signed a document with Lifetime Entertainment, which is owned by A&E, which is owned by Disney, uh, that I would never mention her name or her husband or her child ever again. And I didn't for many, many years. No, yeah, you, I, you, you I didn't. I honored and- that contract, and I did not. Now she talks about me every second she can,
1: and you know, I mean, it's one thing to you know, you know, freedom of speech is a is a very we're well, not robust when you thing. sign
0: a contract that says you won't yeah disclose this or that or so whatever. So I'm not
1: exactly sure when that whole thing. Oh, changed. I, I can
0: tell you when it happened though is when uh, Chrissy left the show and. You know, mad huff leaves and then comes to L.A., gets a manager, gets an agent, goes through the next manager, the next agent, the next manager, the next agent. She's dubbed too difficult to work with and nobody can stand her. Uh, Not the child, but because of the mother and the mouth and the behavior, you're not going to hire the kid ever. Mm -hmm. So, And I knew this only because now I have a studio in L.A. So I'm hearing from other kids and other mothers, who are coming to my studio. Oh, we go to the same. We have the same manager that she used to have, but she they won't deal with her anymore. And, oh, I know her agent. Oh, well, her old agent, but now she is someone else. Like so, that's what was happening, right?
1: It's a small world, and you know yes. anybody in this industry knows that. You know, you just try to not burn bridges when you can, well, because
0: some people think they're, you know, the. They're going to fly across the river. They don't need the bridge because they know everything. That's what was happening. So all of a sudden, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You're not a star. And the kids on the show are getting more popular and growing and this and that. Plus, the moms have a paycheck coming in. They started out getting peanuts, right? And now, and now, and now, more money, more money, more money, more money. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe I should have left. Okay. So that's what was happening. And she, well, she had sued the network when she left. And I think there was a clause in there that, of course, I didn't see or my attorney didn't see that she could come back. I don't know. I don't know if she came crawling back. I don't know if they called her to come back. I don't know. I have nothing to do with that. But I know that I signed documents that said I wouldn't mention her, I wouldn't talk about her, I wouldn't do this, so that she wouldn't sue me, which I don't care. Sue me. What are you going to get? Nothing. You can't get blood out of a stone.
1: And it's interesting. I remember I was actually there the same day that she did come back in New Jersey. Oh, my
0: God. That's right.
1: I was there. um, I was – I'm not going to say which producer it was, but I literally had a man come up to me with a big finger in my face saying don't you dare say anything don't you dare post this don't you d-? and i meanwhile my phone wasn't even in my hand i had just said hi to a woman who i had met one or two times and you know over the years being a fan of the show and it was you know i was there and i saw before she was brought in that you were brought out because of the things that you're discussing. So I just find it very interesting. You know, that's why, like, you know, people may say, who the hell am I? And I agree. Who the hell am I? But, you know, it's just weird that I happen to have been there for those moments. So I do have a little bit more to to say well, than than. Yeah, most.
0: you were like, a, people want to be a fly on the wall to see it happening. You were there.
1: I was literally there. I was and, literally there, and, so and
0: I was ushered out, and Gianna too.
1: Yes, and, and I we went didn't have to, our
0: phone cords. We didn't I wasn't have our even phones. allowed.
1: I wasn't even allowed to say hi or bye to you because you and I had seen each other already. We were sitting together at the competition; like it was all great. I was shoved into a car
0: so fast,
1: and you said to me, "You, you know, because you had th- you had people who you had never met before."
0: I actually had to fly out that night to. I was doing your, your a big, Amazon a thing, big deal with yeah. Amazon, yeah. But which again was in my contract that I couldn't do. It's after just, I went.
1: This whole legal thing or whatever the production wanted to say was the reason, like, I went to just, you know, say goodbye to you and you couldn't even really even get to me and you were like, I'm sorry, sweetie, it's the law. Like, you know, that's, you know, because that's what they had said or, you know, I don't know. But I didn't
0: know she was there then. I didn't no, know No, you didn't her. know. That's no. why I'm
1: confused no. where… Or what they had told you what was going on. And then obviously she came in and she, you know, it wasn't aired, but she said hi to me because she knew me.
0: We have to do this episode because you, yeah. know, you know that because that was a good number.
1: It was. Oh, that was one of your best numbers. And the fact that that was the first competition that I ever got to see as a fan. That was the first one, which, really? kinda, which I'm kind of mad about a little bit. But at the same time, because you we went to Long Island
0: to eat with us or anything.
1: No, no, because yeah. you were ushered out. But you but you came to Long Island in season two. Which I didn't get—I didn't even know about. You were literally like 15 minutes from me at oh a competition, gosh, which gosh. I didn't get to go to. So this was the first one. We're gonna dive into that episode, guys. We we are. You talk a lot
0: about diving. I might jump with my
1: holding <laughs> my nose, jumping out of. A I plane. was
0: on the swim team though. I could I could dive yeah.
1: in. So. This podcast is not going to be your typical rewatch podcast where you're going episode to episode because it's boring. I think that's but boring. But I do that
0: on my YouTube. It's not boring. It's fabulous. Watch my YouTube channel. Well, no, 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 Subscribe, no. like, turn on your post on, notifications on and your, all jazz.
1: Yes. On your YouTube channel, you don't go episode by episode throughout every season because that just drags and, oh you know, my like God, you have a all-star lineup of episodes. So the best thing about this podcast is that you, the fans, the ALDC elites, get to vote on which episodes we're gonna be talking about oh, really? on this podcast. Yes, cool. yes. So you every. That? You get a say. You get a say. No,
0: but I do wanna say that I shot a documentary. Yes. And that is, or should be, or will be very cathartic for me. It needs to be a cleansing of my soul. It needs to get out there. I need to name names. I need the doctors that misdiagnosed me that said, Go home and take it easy, honey. You'll be fine. When there was a very rare form of cancer, Burkitt lymphoma choking my spinal cord, and I ended up in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. And my life, the quality of my life, uh, my teaching, my growing, my living, my fun, my socializing is all changed. It's diminished. It's darker. It's sometimes ugly. It's sometimes scary. My health, those things are someone's fault.
1: Multiple people's faults.
0: You know, I can't blame a dance routine for losing. It's and, a team.
1: You know, also, you know, <laughs> there's just so much But that I can blame
0: a doctor for looking yes. at blood work and, and staring you... at me and saying, I can't believe you're walking in here. You should be in a coma the way your blood looks. But then you don't call an ambulance. You don't call a friend at the hospital and say, hey, I'm sending somebody over. You do nothing. And I want the world to know these doctors, know their names, don't go to them. And also just for women in general, you know, you take care of your children, you take care of your uh, spouse, you take care of your own parents as they age, you don't take care of yourself. So if you have a feeling that something just isn't right, and you go to a doctor and you say, you know what, I'm going to turn my phone on and record what you're telling me so when I get home, I remember. And they say, oh, no, 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 you can't record. Boom. Get out of the seat. Get out of the office find another doctor and also if you don't like the answers, keep digging keep finding out what's wrong because eventually you're gonna get the right diagnosis and hopefully it won't be too late and you won't up, end up in a wheelchair for the rest of your life
1: and that documentary will be coming out and we will keep you posted on you know the exact timing that it will um, and where you can watch it but you know, as far as, you know, this podcast, you know, I it's not necessarily therapeutic in your eyes, but I want you to realize that what and you know this, what you did was amazing. Oh, thank what you. you did on when, television. When
0: you say, what do you mean? that? When, when I,
1: mul- there's multiple things you every single week not only challenge these children. To do something that, that maybe... Yeah, it, was, it was a challenge for well, some of them. And yes. especially for you. But, you know, it may not have been something for that they were ready for. A lot of them it clearly wasn't because they did not stay the whole time, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Couldn't handle the pressure.
1: Yeah, and listen, hey, you know, you don't blame them for not being able to handle the pressure. We, we don't. It's, it's, it's hard. But no. None of those you, kids flew, you,
0: flew to L.A. to audition to be on a dance show. No, I didn't.
1: No, and But at the same time, your choreography and your work inspired millions of children.
0: Thank you. I will take credit for that.
1: As you should. As you should. And, you know, I didn't, you know, one could say I'm kissing up. One could say this just because you and I are friends and family well, at this point. But... You know,
0: the dance world, they were very upset when the show came out. I mm. lost memberships to some of the organizations that I was very involved in, that I loved, that I, you know, was proud to be a member of. I was told not to come back because of the way I was shown on the show, not the way I was, because these people knew me for years. They knew my mother for years. Uh, My mother was president of Dance Masters of Pennsylvania, and she had been a member of Dance Masters of Florida years before that. She was very respected in the dance world, the dance education world. Here I come, and I'm shown like this raving lunatic on television, and the dance teachers were like, woo, everybody was up in arms over it, right? Right. Yes, they were up in arms over it. They hated it, hated me. This isn't right, da, 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 da. Meantime, I could name 50 teachers that are a lot tougher than I am and get results. And now look, they have more students. They have more kids taking private lessons. They have more kids that want to do solos, duets, trios. They have more kids that want to go to competitions, all because what we did on Dance Moms, and that's a that's a collective. It's not just what I did no. or what Gianna did or what we did. It's what the group did. We all and, take you credit know, the, for
1: that. Yeah, and the social media whole Except sphere of Except the kids that dance. cried and went home.
0: Those kids can't really take credit for making more kids dance.
1: Yeah, obviously the whole social media aspect changed of dance because now you just see you know dancing, 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 dancing as we discussed. But you know any dance studio that I see now, a lot of the times have an observation mezzanine or a window too. Yes, I mean, and, I'm sure and, it was a thing you know with the time that you had created. it. No, but- no,
0: when I when I built the building in the observation mezzanine, not one other studio in my town, not one let the parents watch. So people paid tuition from September to June. And never saw what their kid learned until they were in their little recital in June. And they were like, wait, this is what we've been paying
1: for? And, you know, for people who have a lot to say about Abby's teaching methods, she makes it very transparent. You were able to watch the teaching methods. So if you didn't like it, uh, respectfully, I don't understand why they still took class. Uh, There's been teachers that I've worked with in the past that it didn't work out. And I left. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's just kind of how it works. Quitter, quitter, quitter. Well, not, not quitting, it's just you realize that it just wasn't for you, it wasn't for them. And, right, you need to
0: find the right fit.
1: And it just didn't work, and that's that's okay. And that's, you know, in terms of private teachers, like, you know, I used to play French horn, you know, sometimes there would be a teacher that would work, sometimes there wouldn't be, sometimes people would move on. Like, you just, it's it's normal to do that. So when you stay, it's kind of hard, especially prior to a show, when there's no contract in place, there's no this, that, no no excuse, it's kind of hard to really question Methods, At least looking back as, you know, a nearing 25-year-old man. But I wasn't there, and I, you know, should not well, try to just comment. let's put it this way. But...
0: With the exception of not permitted to come back because you physically assaulted someone, mm-hmm. or because you ranted off in a rage and you sued the network, with those two exceptions... Nobody left unless they had a better offer. Yeah. They stayed.
1: Yeah. Um, And I think that that's the case, too, with a lot of reality TV, too. Like, the housewives. Like, nobody really leaves unless there's a reason.
0: And there's, like, a marriage to somebody new that has so much more money than you don't need this show Or they were
1: silently told, you won't be coming back. You're going to be put on what they call pause. You know, so um, anyway, I want to get back to the relationship. So, well, I want to kind of just give the fans a little bit of background. This is a long first episode, guys. Me and Abby are in person right now. So I want to really take the opportunity to really go there when we can. And. You know, I want to talk a little bit about Holly and Nia. So, Nia was an amazing little girl. You know, you always talk about how well, she. No, she was came... an amazing little girl. She was an amazing dancer. Let's no. Let's get that straight. She, you know, she as... was a
0: fun kid. As... She was she was nice to teach because yes. she was just like, what do I call it? Wide eyed and, and yes. you know, she was just like, ha, ah, ah, ha. And in the. It,
1: eager to learn. E-
0: eager to learn. And look at me, look at me, look at me, which as a teacher, I know when dealing with children of all different walks of life, their parents, uh, she needed attention. She was starving affection, that child, starving for somebody to pay attention to her. And
1: that wasn't her family, at least, like you know, just somebody different.
0: Uh, Nia's grandfather brought her to the studio. A lovely man, lovely, lovely gentleman. And I, oh, I just remember her trying to take off him. I remember him trying to take off her snow boots get them off their feet and get her ready for class. She was little, you know. And uh, she went in there and I I, still to this day, I can't believe that Holly actually showed up for the interview to be on the show. That's just weird to me. Because I think Nia begged and begged and begged her to turn in some information. So moving on, uh, Nia, we would go to the dance convention. She was in my little mini group with those 18 kids. And I'd go to the dance convention. There's 300 kids on the floor. Where's Nia? In the front, in the middle, like this. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. You know, where's my really good kids? Like, they're in the back on the end, like, dancing, like, beautiful, full out. But Nia didn't know if she was on the right front or the left. Like, she was clueless.
1: But as a fan, can I just say, though, like, it was great to see her really grow on the show. I feel like out of the majority of the cast, I feel like... You really not that you noticed more, but like when she had those good moments, like where and it she started would, to click, it started yeah, to click. Exactly. It, it like felt good. Not you know not to say that she was the only under underdog or that was what she was known for, but it was just no. nice seeing. It was just nice seeing her accomplish something. And as a teacher, I think that it looked good when you saw that too. Like whenever well, yes, a kid and accomplishes I, something,
0: you know, and Doctor Holly was always so angry and upset about the routines that the child received choreographically and i just tried to do what a child did well so she was a good jumper you know she could do that big straddle jump Mm -hmm. boom were her feet good no her feet were horrible so what did i do flex your feet nia okay well then that means we're gonna do uh uh i'm just throwing things out here we're gonna do a a karate dance because your feet can be flexed. We're going to do a jungle dance because you can be, ah, and it doesn't matter if your feet are like, they can stomp in the the ground. We're going to do, you're going to be some type of animal because you can do all your gymnastic tricks. You know, I tried to do what the kid did well and make the child look the best that they can look. I mean, we're not just sticking a kid in a competition in Ohio or New Jersey. We are going up against people that now want to beat us. We have targets on our back that kids do and so do I so I need to put something out there that can win will it win
1: I don't know but you wanted to it's your name so it's not like you wanted the kid to fail and go Absolutely out there and, and like with your name on it and you know it's but kind- are
0: we gonna give that kid a lyrical dance
1: when you know that they're not gonna play a pretty costume yeah. that you
0: need pretty feet and pretty legs no because she wasn't at that level yet
1: maybe she'd get first in gymnastics you know that kind of aspect character novelty yeah.
0: musical theater boom she has a shot
1: which, you know, and if it's not, it's still a learning lesson. Lyrical? Yeah. She
0: would have gotten a bronze or something.
1: Yeah. I mean. And you also knew that you had that lyrical. Uh, in another kid. In another kid. Which, you know, Abby actually the other day was talking to me about it. And I was like, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. So if
0: I have a kid in the 11, 12 age category, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful lyrical would answer. And I have Nia who's in the 11, 12 age category. Am I going to give her a lyrical routine, put her up against the kid that she dances with, that she rides on that bus with, that she stays in the same hotel with, to get beat over and over and over and do that to her? No. I'm going to give her this cute little musical theater dance so she has a shot at winning that category, at being a winner in her own right. Did Holly as an educator ever see that? Did she ever figure that out?
1: I think she just wanted to, you know, in her mind, she wanted to have her kid doing what everybody else was doing without realizing that most of the time, if not all the time, what she was doing was still valuable in itself. So I well, think that that's really, you and, know.
0: And Holly danced. She danced. She, she was took...
1: a good dancer. She, oh. and, and she when she came and did the mom's number, she had the, the shimmy going from her. Um, well, this is shimmy, Michael. Uh, this is shoulder rolls. The shoulder rolls. That's yes. what it actually was. And she was like moving across the floor because I think that she had studied um, African dancing in college.
0: Right. But she also took from Vicky Shear, that oh. Shear Talent. That was her dance teacher.
1: And we'll also have people from Shear Talent on Yes. Alex is yes. coming.
0: So the, anyway, Holly danced. So of all the teacher, uh, of all the moms, she should have known a little bit more than everybody else. But she – acting like a lunatic too I mean it, I don't know I don't know
1: and we have one more mother to discuss out of the original cast uh, and you know people want to you know obviously we we all know the whole story about you and Kathy so I'm not going to really get into it with you and Kathy you guys have discussed it on your YouTube channel yes. Kathy will be on this show so you know subscribe
0: to, yes. like turn on your post notifications yes
1: and uh, yes you'll have to just keep tuning in to see because Kathy will be on but we have one more mother, and um, it's a controversial conversation these days um, because Melissa was the mother that on the show was your best friend, dare I say? On like, the show as a mom, yeah. In, like, would you... W- as a friend friend? Like, in as real life. mutual friend? Yeah. No. In real life, would you ever call her or a say that... A close friend. She was a close friend. She was there. Your mother passed away. Yes. She, you know...
0: Was holding my mother's hand. She was there. She was psycho I mean I just it's still still I can't believe what I found out later while it was going on I had no clue and we're gonna I was naive I guess
1: hey i mean, trusting trusting as as you know Abby is a very trusting person you know the very first day we met you literally handed me your purse saying to look for something. So you, you are a very trusting person. I dig
0: through my purse with my money, my credit yeah. cards, my ID, and just, And you yes.
1: actually were able to trust me, so that's all good. But, you know, you you trusted her because, you know, for a while she was running the front desk. And she was helping out. She was helping out. I had out, no so. one. I
0: couldn't afford anyone. Nobody wanted that job. So
1: it was more of like a show thing. Like, just, you well, know, she, that was her, like, role on the show. Like, oh, she she runs tuition or she, you know, well, then, books your privates. or Yes,
0: and she was just sitting there because technically you should pay between the first and the fifth of the month. So at the Abby Lee Dance Company, my mom's studio, Rain Dance Productions, whatever you want to call it, your tuition was due the first lesson of the month. Mm. So if Wednesday was the second or the third, that's when you paid. So you really didn't need to have... A secretary or receptionist sitting there for thirty days. Everybody should have been paid, but you have the Kellys and the Christies that don't pay their bills. So you had to have somebody sitting there begging to get the tuition out of them or answer the phone or burning roll, the roll CDs. New students. Yeah, yeah. So no, they didn't do that. The teachers did that stuff. So that's what she was doing. However, she claimed to her husband at the time that she was there. This day, this day, this day, and this day, from this time to this time, she wasn't.
1: So that wasn't the case?
0: No, she was having an affair with the married man.
1: Which was on the show. So it's not like you just saying that out there and being vindictive or whatever you want to call Abby right now. This is just facts, and this is uh, public record. This is on the show.
0: Right. Uh, And her husband, Kurt Ziegler, was...
1: Went to high school with you.
0: He went to high school with me. He was a year year older with me, but we had a lot of friends, um, mutual friends. He was a baseball player on the baseball team. I was Mm -hmm. into the football players. So it wasn't like that type of thing. I didn't have a crush on him or anything, but he was a nice looking guy. He was there. And Melissa had Maddie enrolled in a little ballet school, like creative movement type Mm. of thing, they call it, out on the other side of where they live. So- If they were 20 minutes from me, another 20 minutes the other way. She had her enrolled in the studio. And she had her little Kermis review, recital, whatever you want to call it. And the dad, Kurt, thought, you know what? I went to high school with this girl, and she has a dance studio. And her kids, like, go all over the place, and they travel, and they win. They're really good. He didn't really know my dance studio. He had just heard things. So he knew that I was busy with that, and he saw his little girl being the best, being the knowledgeable one that knew the routine. She was only two, two and a half, three, and he thought there's something better out there.
1: And what I love is that, you know, first of all, I just found this out now that Kurt, Maddie, and Mackenzie's father is the reason that they ended up at your studio, but then was the one at the end of the season to try to say, "Oh, I'm going to pull your kids out of my, your studio," or you know. Well, or he was,
0: blamed me for, for the, the marriage, ruining his marriage. He blamed me for keeping his wife at the studio and not at home, just yes, having his dinner on the table at five o'clock when he came home from work. Yes, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that you was, you just happened to be the the place that the mother was at. No, or the excuse, the excuse. The, she was
0: lying to him and telling him she was there. That's the whole thing. <sighs> So he thought she was there all day, every day. She was not. They didn't even dance every day.
1: Messy, 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 messy. So he
0: brought them in. I think Mackenzie was in a, like a carrier, you know,
1: with a car seat thing. It pops out. Wow. So you've known that child since she was literally a baby.
0: Oh, an infant. That's just crazy. And so she's got plunked on the floor and he leans over the desk. Hey, Ab, how you doing? I give him a hug and a kiss. And this is my wife. And this is.
1: He, Your chil- her ch- at that children.
0: point, I never knew that she was his number two wife.
1: Oh, really? So he he,
0: he had two boys that were
1: already. Like, which isn't really that public. I mean, it, it, like people know it, but like, you know, that's not something that Maddie McKenzie really discussed. But I, I didn't know
0: that. So, yeah. OK, whatever. And they put Maddie, they pick her up and they put her butt like on the front desk. She's sitting up there and she turns to me, very vocal, speaks for herself and said, I want to take top and hip hop.
1: Little Maddie. She was
0: this big. Yeah. Like her head was bigger than her shoulders, her bust, and her rib cage. Her head was that Mm. big. And she said, I want to take tap and hip hop. And I explained to a (laughs) three-year-old, four-year-old, I don't know what she was, that we don't offer just tap and just hip hop to someone her age. We offer a combination class, tap for rhythm and timing, ballet for body alignment and posture and turnout tumbling for strength and flexibility, and jazz, right? Mm -hmm. So, which is America's true folk dance, right? And there was a half-hour hip-hop class, mini six, seven, eight-year-olds, right after that class, which wasn't even on the table yet. So she was already taking ballet creative movement somewhere out by them so that's why she wanted to tap in the hip-hop so as soon as i said you know gymnastics or acrobatics or whatever it was like oh okay i'm gonna do that so they sign her up for a class and she takes and then you know melissa after two weeks running down to the front desk i there's a half hour hip-hop class and i think she could do it and i think she could do it and i think she could do it blah, 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 you know and i go in to the other room And I said to the hip hop teacher, it wasn't even a hip hop teacher. It was just some stupid girl that was teaching the class. And I said, and I say that because she, yeah, yeah, that's her big claim. Okay, Mm. so she, I said, there's a four-year-old or five-year-old that wants to be in the class. No, no, no. I said, you know what? This is what we do with mothers like this, this insistent mother. We stick the kid in the class. The kid leaves crying. She can't do it. And then the mother realizes that we were right. That's what's going to happen here. Well, she took the class and she was the best one in the class because she's smart and she could pick up. But I hadn't ever taught her then yet.
1: So that was just like your first impression she was picking up very quickly. Yes.
0: So yeah. they said she could stay in the class.
1: And, you know, obviously Maddie becomes your favorite on the show or at least well, then, in that cast well, well, on the two years team.
0: later, now she auditions for the dance competition yeah. team. And she's too young for this group that I have, my youngest group. Mm. She's still young. Like her birthday yeah. is in September. So by January, I needed her to be six, and she's still five and a half. So that was an issue, too. But I took her, and like I said, I put her in, and I stuck her on the end of the group. And uh, the rest is history.
1: The rest is history. And, you know, you loved those kids, all of them. You loved Maddie McKenzie. You loved Chloe Brooke Page. you well, I love
0: children in general.
1: Oh, in general, I don't general. think you
0: could be a dance teacher and not love kids.
1: No, and you know, and I can attest to it. Every time that we pass a baby in, in a stroller, you're always the first one to be like, "Hi, hi!" You know, you're you, you, and especially you know, puppies. Like Abby is such a sweet and genuine person, warm when, and fuzzy. Yeah, like, and, and I, you know, people probably you know just are gonna say that it's I'm biased because I know you, but when you see it, it bothers me just seeing people one being afraid to even come up to you in person they have to be taking their phone out and filming you from afar which is just not a good look just come up to her be very kind ask yourself for a picture
0: yes if anyone ever sees me out in public if I'm in a restaurant or the airport whatever just come up and say hi yeah and may I have a picture and I'm gonna take a picture even if I don't have any makeup on of my hair is a mess I'll take a picture she
1: will yeah and and I can attest that you know if I didn't go up to her and ask for a picture, I wouldn't be in this chair. I wouldn't be next to her. We wouldn't be friends and family at this point. I took a chance, so I recommend that you all do. But anyway, back to this, you know, we talked about your relationships with the mothers just to give a little bit of context as we dive or not dive in as we go forward into this podcast. This is not going to be a situation where we're talking bad about people. This is not going to be a situation where we are lying because you know what people may think is saying bad things might just be facts and might oh, just be true. We got proof. Yeah, literally written documents. <laughs> unfortunately, written unfortunately. Documentation. yeah. And you know, I just want people to realize that you have a a lot of good in your heart. And the point of this podcast well, is to, no pun intended, or you know, be obnoxious, but to leave it on the dance floor. People, you know, want to ask these questions to you in public. You don't really want to go there. It's not really something you want to talk. You want to talk about well, the you know, future.
0: When you're in public and I'm teaching a class and I do these Q&A's called Ask Abby. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of fans that don't dance. They're not dancers. Mm-hmm. We have fans that are 21, 22, 23, whatever, 25 years old. Yes. And they are fans of the show and they want to meet me. They want to get a picture with me. They want to talk to me. I really don't divulge all of this stuff in public because someone has their phone. Everyone has their phone, and they're filming it. They can edit it however they want.
1: And you know, I've said it once. I've said it again. There's always more context to a story. You know, people like to well, take sound your bites. version
0: and my version and the other version. Yeah, like the right version,
1: the correct what actually happened. And a lot of people like to take sound bites of you and just use it to whatever narrative they want to push. And that's why I came to you and said, you know what, it's time for you to do your own podcast. That way we can go back and literally say verbatim what you said in full, and this is your vehicle now to address things, to leave it on the dance floor, as right. I keep saying. Well, so You know,
0: so many kids do... Th- kids, kids, adults, strangers, they do me on mm-hmm. social media. They pretend... To use my voice, you know, they like are mimicking me or being me, you know, portraying me on TikTok, on Instagram, on this, on that. I just didn't know everybody wanted to be me, number one. And <laughs> and and number two, like Jojo always does this stuff. And I'm like, Jojo, you're making me look bad when I you're saying and she's like hysterical, laughing, thinking it's the funniest thing
1: in the world. Because it, it is, because in her in her JoJo's intent is to laugh and look back at what reality television was she doesn't mean it to come off this way no because she
0: wouldn't answer my text in five seconds exactly with heart emojis I love you you're so funny or or I'm critiquing her and she'll do something and I'm like yelling at her about her turn she's just doing and I can also
1: say that Jojo will be a guest okay leave it on the dance floor we will have her join because I'm sure there's a lot that she would like to discuss and we're gonna have a lot of really unexpected guests, guys. You know, I think that everybody's thinking that, you know, it's just gonna be Abby Lee Miller and this nobody here just talking about a show that, you know, was iconic all around the world. But we're actually gonna have like a lot of really cool, relevant, like good stories to tell. I think tell. we
0: should have some crew people on too. Oh I mean, yeah. they're they're nobodies. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I they're, meant that. I meant that. No, they they're nobody that you would recognize and know. But they, but have they so were much there. To say. I mean, my sound guy who put his hands up my shirt, down my shirt, and wired me day after day after day and had to listen to my voice, just like you guys are now, listening to my voice over and over and over. I mean, how horrific would that be?
1: Well, now they get to listen to your voice every day, every every day on this podcast. But uh, you know, for those of you who have, who have hung around, yeah, but they don't.
0: He got paid for it. They don't.
1: Yeah, That's no, the bad they. Part. Yeah, no, you don't. But we're going to be offering you guys like a lot of really fun, exclusive things. And what's in, that
0: thing? That Patreon thing?
1: Yes, Patreon. It's Not patron. It's not patron. No, we're our patrons are our ALDC elites. But yes, um. We're going to give you guys a lot of scoop, a lot of fun stories, a lot of amazing things on this podcast. So right. yes, this you're uh, this, not all guys, you're girls. No, a lot it means uh, yes. you people, you people. Yes. yes, all genders, all genders welcome Everyone. as always. Yes, um, everybody can dance. That's usually what Abby always says too. So I think Abby, let's before we really close off, get, what is a word of wisdom that you would like to oh. leave off on. What is what is an Abbyism that our that our listeners can take today before we really end and close things off.
0: I need a good one.
1: I'm thinking read every contract word for word.
0: Oh, oh,
1: oh. (laughs) I'm thinking that one since we're talking about the beginning season Okay,
0: so my word of advice to all young people out there, all young people, you don't think you need this, but you do. Get a really good attorney, an even better accountant, and then question every single thing they do. There you go. There you go. Protect yourself.
1: Protect yourself. And I think that you know it's words of wisdom that everybody should really go by. So thank you. You
0: never think you do. I'm a teacher in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Unfortunately,
1: yeah, you just experiences you have to. You never know. You you never know. But for those of you who hung around, this is our first episode. It's meant to be long. Again, it's all in context. This is you know Abby's vehicle to discuss everything in full. So thank you for hanging around. Are they
0: sending in questions?
1: So yeah, actually, if you would like, um, you know, our Patreon. You are going to be able – our ALDC elites are going to be able to send in questions, and we will read two or three questions every single week from our subscribers.
0: Okay, so how do you become a
1: subscriber? You are going to go to patreon.com and go to Abby Lee Miller's um, page, and you will subscribe. Uh, there is one tier and then you have access to all of our content. You can watch the episodes in full. And then you'll also be able to see, you know, all of the behind the scenes um content that we have coming your way. But we will also be doing an Ask Abby with our Patreon subscribers you and go. YouTube premium subscribers. So I didn't understand
0: really anything he said, but I'm sure all of you out there can figure yes,
1: it out. Yes, you can figure it out. However, I will, you know, you will see how to submit your questions and even potentially find yourself in an episode of leave it on the dance floor
0: yeah maybe maybe we could fly somebody in
1: oh well zoom is a beautiful thing we work with kids every week on zoom there you
0: go i was giving away a free trip and now he wants you to zoom all right whatever
1: well you can blame me all you want guys no
0: but i mean that would be fun
1: to have a contest to
0: have somebody come on and and i think
1: that would be super fun and i think i have a couple people in mind already i think you do too
0: okay
1: yeah but um Abby why don't you sign us off this is your first episode
0: thank you so very much for watching listening however you are obtaining this podcast this was my first podcast I'm exhausted <sighs> and just when you think that life is coming at you and you can't take it anymore get up and dance kick split jump leap turn and leave it on the dance floor yeah.
1: Yeah. My world is